0: You're listening to a podcast from Gateway Baptist Church, leading people to become fully devoted followers of Jesus. If you'd like to join us or find out more, visit gatewaybaptist.com.au. You know, this morning, I really uh, felt like God just brought us back to that simple prayer that we prayed at the start of the year. Come Holy Spirit. I just felt like God's just uh, saying to us again, saying to us individually saying to us as a church, saying to the church in this nation, I want to pour out my Spirit in a new way. One of the ways that uh, we constantly see in Scripture, helping us to understand you know, what the Spirit does and how the Holy Spirit gets poured out, is a, is a picture of, of water, of water getting poured out of rain falling, of rivers flowing, of streams of living water. It's a powerful picture of the power of the Spirit at work in His people and in His church and in the nation. I just want to encourage you this morning, just, Eads is just going to sing over us. It's, It's a prayer, just saying, Holy Spirit, would you fall like rain? I just really believe God wants to fall afresh by his Holy Spirit in us today. He wants to do something new in us. Just let uh, the words of this song minister to your heart. Begin to put faith and first and just desire in your heart for an outpouring of God's Spirit. the people of Israel were in a place they didn't want to be. They're sitting beside the river of Babylon as exiles, as prisoners. They were there because of their own sin. And they were very aware of their own sin. And they're, they're sitting beside the, the river of Babylon. They're weeping for all that they've lost because of their sin. And God gives them this powerful picture of hope. It's a picture of new life. It's a picture of abundance. It's a picture of powerful healing. And it gives them fresh hope for the future. That while they're sitting beside this river, they don't want to sit beside. There will be a day where God pours out the river of His Spirit. This is what it says in Ezekiel 47. It says, The band brought me back to the entrance to the temple. And I saw water coming out from under the threshold of the temple toward the east. The water was coming down from under the south side of the temple, south of the altar. He then brought me out through the north gate and led me around the outside to the outer gate facing east. And the water was trickling from the south side. As the man went eastward with a measuring line in his hand, he measured off a thousand cubits. Then he led me through water that was ankle deep. And when I arrived there, I saw a great number of trees on each side of the river. And he said to me, the water flows toward the eastern region and goes down into the Arabah where it enters the Dead Sea. When it empties into the sea, the salty water there becomes fresh and swarms of living creatures will live wherever the river flows. There'll be large numbers of fish because this water flows there and makes the salt water fresh. So where the river flows, everything will live. Fishermen will stand along the shore from En Gedi to En There'll be places for spreading nets. The fish will be of many kinds like the fish of the Mediterranean. But the swamps and the marshes will not become fresh. They'll be left for salt. Fruit trees of all kinds will grow on both banks of the river. Their leaves will not wither, nor will their fruit fail. Every month they will bear fruit because the water from the sanctuary flows to them. Their fruit will serve for food and their leaves for healing. It is an amazing vision. It's a miraculous vision. It is an extravagant and abundant vision of God's Spirit being poured out without measure. It's my prayer for you today. It's my prayer for our church today. It's my prayer for the church in this nation that there would be an outpouring of God's Spirit. We'd be in over our heads. There would be waters to swim in. Can we stand together this morning? Just begin to sing. This is a prayer. Holy Spirit, fall like rain. Holy Spirit, fall like rain. God we ask today would you pour out your spirit in a fresh way come and have your way in us pour out your spirit of love and of power and of self discipline pour out your healing new life abundant fruitfulness pour out your spirit refresh our soul Heal us from the inside out. Make us thirsty for you, God. Pour out your spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now this morning, this morning I want to share a vision, an exhortation and an invitation, a vision, an exhortation, and an invitation. The vision I've just read to you, Ezekiel chapter 47, this vision has just been sitting in my heart for, for a month now. It's a beautiful vision. It's a beautiful vision. When, when, when the people of Israel are sitting beside the rivers of Babylon, and they're disoriented, they're confused, they're weeping, there's a psalm that they wrote at that time, Psalm 137, it says, By the rivers of Babylon we sat and we wept when we remembered Zion. We remembered what we've lost. We remembered the presence of God. And now, now, now we're not in Zion, we're not in Jerusalem, and we, we don't know the presence of God. You know, The first 30 or so chapters of Ezekiel weren't beautiful pictures. They weren't beautiful visions. They are actually you know, very disturbing. It was, it was reminding Israel of their sin. The glory of the Lord has left the temple because you left me. Because they turned their back on God. They decided to live out of their own wisdom, their own strength. They completely turned their back on God. They eventually turned to other idols made of stone and wood. And they began to live in depravity. And God said, if you do not turn back to me, my glory will leave the temple. My hand of protection will come off you and you will be punished. You'll go into exile. And they didn't listen. They kept turning away from God and God allowed them to be disciplined. Not for the sake of discipline, not for the sake of punishment, but for the purpose of bringing them back to himself. And this is the place they're in as they sit beside the river of Babylon. They're weeping, they're grieving, they're confused, they're disoriented. And God begins to give Ezekiel some vision of the future. And they're beautiful pictures. Read through them. Pictures of God's spirit being poured out in a new way on his people. It's a vision of new life. In verses eight to ten that I just read, you know, it says, wherever the river flows, wherever the water flows, there will be life. There were swarms of living creatures wherever the water flowed. There was so many fish. That fishermen all along, the banks for kilometers, are casting nets and getting a catch. It's a fisherman's paradise. Who here loves fishing? Who hates fishing? Who hates fishing but might love fishing if you never had to bait your own hook and you were guaranteed a catch? This is what it's like. There is just fish everywhere. You never have to bait your own hook. And there was, there was new life that had come because the river had flowed. And it actually says it flowed into the Dead Sea. What was dead has come to life. That's what happens when the spirit is poured out. What is dead becomes new what is dead comes to life it's a vision of new life it's also a vision of abundant fruitfulness it says you know there in verse 12 where the river gets deep and wide there are fruit trees of every kind growing along the banks they produce fruit every month they've never withered They never fail. What's your favourite fruit? Come on, just call it out. What's your favourite fruit? Type it online. Watermelon, Watermelon, they're there. Hundreds of them. What else? Figs. Figs. Hundreds of them. As many figs as you can eat. I I got a story about eating a whole packet of dried figs one day. It's not a pretty story. (laughs) Anyone favourite fruit? Chocos? My my grandfather, when he uh, retired, he was a workaholic. He got bored. He started a market garden. He grew so many chocos, he could feel, feed the whole of Western Sydney. There was an abundant fruitfulness. He had me driving around in his ute, you know, with uh, 20 litre old paint tins full of chocos, trying to give them away to every person that he knew. Nobody wanted them. They taste like, you know, grass clippings. They're disgusting. But it was this kind of fruitfulness. There was an abundant fruitfulness. There was fruit trees of every kind. There was food for people to eat. But there was the leaves of the trees were even used for healing. There was a powerful healing when the spirit was poured out. That's what God's like. Our God is a God who brings dead things to life. Our God is a God who brings abundant fruitfulness. He's a God of abundance. He can make water fall from the sky for 40 days and 40 nights to flood the whole earth. He can make manna and quail fall from the sky for 40 years to feed a whole nation. And he can give his son... Whose blood was shed to cover over a multitude of sins. I just wonder this morning for some of us whether there's a poverty mindset in our spirituality that God wants to break. Some of us are living with this idea that we get what we deserve, and we'll only get so much of God because of the sins of our past. And He's not the gospel. He's not the heart of God. God is a God of extravagant grace. He's a God of abundance. He brings what is dead back back to life. He is able to make dry and arid places become places of fruitfulness in the future. And he's able to heal from the inside out. I think God wants to break off some of us a poverty mindset. In this vision, we see this this trickle, this trickle of water start to flow from under the temple, narrow little trickle. And then it becomes ankle deep. And and then he walks another 500 meters, 1,000 cubits, just under 500 meters. He walks another 500 meters, and what was ankle deep actually becomes knee deep. Then they walk another 500 meters and instead of it being knee deep, this river has become waist deep and they're wading through waist deep water, but it's not finished yet because God is a God of abundance. They go another 500 meters and it says the river gets so wide that no one can cross I love these words in verse 5. It says, the waters get deep enough to swim in. It's a picture of refreshment. It's a picture of faith. It's a picture of living out of our depths in the wisdom and the power of the Holy Spirit, which is the exact thing Israel had not been doing, and it landed them in exile. But it's the heart of God for all of us. To actually live by faith, to live out of our depth, to live out of not our own power and our own wisdom and our own strength, but out of the power and the wisdom and the strength of the Holy Spirit. This vision actually is the vision of creation. If you go all the way back, I'm not going to read it all, but if you put up on the screen all the way back to Genesis chapter 2, we see in the Garden of Eden. We see that there's a river flowing through the garden. There are fruit trees. There's, tree, there's a tree of life is there. It's a picture of abundance. It's a picture of fruitfulness. It is a picture of life. It's always been the heart of God for his people. And we see right at the end of the Bible in Revelation chapter 22, it's also the picture of new creation. It's a picture of, of redemption, of what God, you know, he's, he's actually redeemed what has been broken in humanity. And we see Revelation 22 Eden restored. And it says, The angel showed me the river of the water of life, as clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb down the middle of the great street of the city. On each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing 12 crops of fruit. Yielding its fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. This has always been the heart of God. It was the heart of God in creation, it was the heart of God for his people that had sinned against him in Babylon. And it's the heart of God for all God's redeemed people in the new creation. And when Jesus stands in the temple about 600 years after Ezekiel's vision, he says, if anyone's thirsty, come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, it will be like streams of living water flowing from within them. By this he meant the Holy Spirit, whom had not yet come because Jesus had not yet been glorified. And so we see the the ultimate fulfillment of Ezekiel's vision, you know, 600 BC, is actually in the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He has made a way. For us to come back into the presence of God, receive the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit poured out into our lives like streams of living water that will flow from within us. You see, God does not presence himself in a temple on the earth anymore. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. The the Holy Spirit, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you are a temple of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit lives within you. And this picture in Ezekiel is a picture of the way God wants to work through us. That there would be streams of living water that would flow from within us. When the Spirit flows within us, we will receive new life in Christ, but not just for us. The first call of Jesus' disciples was actually to become fishers of men, to put your nets away. And one of the signs of, of new life is that we're actually offering new life to others. When the Spirit flows in us, there is new life for us and for others. When the Spirit flows in us, there is an abundant fruitfulness. Galatians, it says the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, Patience, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. are forgotten one in there, but there's an abundance. It's hard to remember them all. There's a fruitfulness that comes when the Holy Spirit flows through us. And there's a powerful healing. There's a powerful healing. It says in verse 12 that even the leaves of the trees are used for healing. And we know that some leaves have healing properties. Aloe vera. Will soothe your skin when it's been burnt. But aloe vera cannot soothe the loneliness and the pain and the rejection in your heart. You see, this is a supernatural vision. It's not a a, a physical vision, it's not a natural vision. Rivers don't start out really skinny and shallow and flow and get wide and deep. That doesn't naturally happen. Doesn't matter how much water fruit trees get, they do not fruit every month. There's a a season of harvest. And leaves, while they can heal some things, they can't turn bitterness into blessing within us. They can't bring beauty from ashes, they can't heal broken hearts is a supernatural vision it's a picture of the holy spirit being poured out bringing new life abundant fruitfulness and powerful healing that's the vision it's a good vision that we're invited into but first i just believe god's given me an exhortation this morning the exhortation is that I believe God is calling some of us to step out of the shallows. It's kind of like Jesus has given us everything we need to swim in the deep waters, but we've become satisfied just paddling in the shallows. And I believe God I know I look ridiculous, but I actually believe it's just a simple picture that God has given me this morning for his church, to step out of the shallows and to swim in the deep waters with God, out of your depth, not out of your wisdom, not out of your strength, not out of your power, but in the power of the Holy Spirit living within you. It's time to step out of the shallows. You see, kiddies, pool's are fun when you're little. It's fun when you're not physically and mentally mature enough for deep water. They're they're manageable. They're containable. But they're pretty restrictive. There comes a time when they're kind of boring. And it's time to step out of the shallows. I believe it's a word for us this morning... Step out of the shallows. Stop paddling in the shallows with God. Stop dabbling with God. Step out of the shallows because there are waters to swim in. Dive into the depths of the spirit. Some of the signs, some of the signs that we might be swimming in the shallows. Is that we're here this morning and we're just jolly worn out. We've got nothing left to give. We kind of know as believers that we, you know, should be a blessing to others, that we should be sharing our faith with others, we should be serving others, we should be praying for others, but we just got nothing left to give. If you're worn out here today, you might be playing in the shallows. For others of us here, there's just this general sense of unsatisfaction in our hearts. We're just unsatisfied, we've chased after things and we've even got them, but we're still unsatisfied. For some of you, even the sin that once enticed and thrilled you just doesn't seem to be enough anymore. If you're feeling unsatisfied here this morning, it might be that you're just paddling in the shallows and it's time to dive into the waters so you can swim in. Out of your depth. For others of you here, if you're really honest, you've lost joy. You've lost joy in the simplicity of life. You've lost joy in relationships. You've lost joy in your marriage. You've lost joy in serving God. You've just lost joy. And it might be a picture that it's time to step out of the shallows and into the waters to swim in. I'd say this is where I found myself. I've been reflecting on this passage for a couple of weeks, but just last week, I feel like God in his grace gave me a physical experience of a spiritual reality. We were on our staff retreat and we were sitting beside a creek, or we were given an hour and a half to have some time in silence and solitude with God. And I went and sat beside a creek that was ankle deep, it was shallow water. And after about 20 minutes of sitting there and trying to pray and just listen to what God was saying to me, I started to get hot and agitated. The sun was out and I looked around there was one tree in front of me but I didn't realise when I sat down that it was dead. It had been poisoned from the inside out. It was rotten on the inside and it was not giving me any shade. I just felt like God saying to me, There's a little picture of where you're heading, Jason. I'd say the last six months, I've just lost the joy of life and ministry. I'm doing my duty. There's lots of good things happening, lots to celebrate, but I lost the joy of life and ministry. And I could point to a whole bunch of reasons and circumstances. But at the end of the day, I got an invitation to swim in the deep waters. Whatever's going on. I'd been listening to my own self-talk. It's too hard. It's too much. I can't do it. It's not fair. It was starting to poison me from the inside out. So I got up and I moved down the creek about 100 meters. As I got there, the creek was much wider And it was much deeper. I could swim across it. It wasn't exactly the picture. But it was wider and it was deeper. And as I stopped there, there weren't swarms of fish. But eels just took off. Eels swimming everywhere. And then I realized there was so much shade under the trees, I couldn't escape the shade. And I began to sit in the cool of the shade. I just felt like God saying, this is a physical experience of what I want to do for you spiritually. And I don't believe it's just for me. I believe some of us here today we've lost joy, and it's a sign that you're swimming in the shallows, and God's got something more for you for this next season. Lastly, some of you, if you're really honest, you're spiritually bored. You're kind of doing the Christian thing, but you're spiritually bored. See what I'm doing here? It's clever. Bored. <laughs> now, some of you, you're hearing the stories of others in deep water riding the waves, taking risks for God, and seeing God do something incredible. And outside of their control. You're seeing others kind of live this adventure of faith in the deep waters, riding the waves, and you really want it. But you know it's not your experience, and you're spiritually bored. I just believe God's saying to some of us, I've given you everything that you need to enjoy the deep waters. There are waters to swim in. It's time to step out of the shallows and swim in the deep waters of the Spirit. I got something more for you if you'll just step out of the shallows. There's a vision. It's a beautiful vision. Water to swim in. So Deep, out of your depth and so wide, no one can cross it. There's an exhortation. Don't stay in the ankle deep water. Step out into the deep things of God, into the waters to swim. And lastly, an invitation. An invitation to swim in the deep waters. Let me give some practical ways. I finish this morning to step out of the shallows. And to swim in the deep waters of the Spirit. Firstly, some of us here today need to turn to God. Ezekiel and Israel, they're sitting beside the river of Babylon because they turned away from God. And God's calling them back. He's giving them a picture of what they've missed, of what, of what they once had. He's turning their hearts back to himself, these people are very religious in the past, he's turning them back. When, people, when, when Peter preached the gospel for the very t- first time, he's speaking to very religious people who have just crucified Jesus. And he says to them, Repent then and turn to God, so that your sins may be wiped out and times of refreshing might come from the Lord. I just believe for some of us today it's time to turn back to God. You've been looking to your own wisdom, your own strength, your own ways of doing things. And God's saying, turn back to me. If you're worn out on religion, turn to me. Turn to me. Repent. Times of refreshing will come from the Lord. Some of us need to turn to God. Some of us need to thirst for God. Jesus says in the temple, if anyone's thirsty, come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, it'll be like streams of living water. We've all got a spiritual thirst. We're created with a spiritual thirst by God. The only one that can quench that thirst is God. Pascal, the philosopher, said this. He said, We fill our lives with busyness, with distraction, And having done so, we are temporarily released from our thirst. I just wonder if some of us have filled our lives with busyness and distraction, and we're just going from temporary release from our thirst to temporary release from our thirst. But right now, you're saying, God, I'm thirsty for you. Everything else is temporary. It's a short distraction. Jesus is saying, Come to me and drink. It'll be like streams of living water. Some of us need to turn to God. Some of us need to start thirsting for God. Some of us need to simply spend time with God. But Psalm chapter 1 says, Blessed is the one who delights in in God's word, who meditates on it day and night. They will be like uh, trees planted by streams of water, They will yield fruit in season. Their leaf will not wither. It's this picture of of going deep with God, of delighting in God. And it takes time. It says meditate on his word day and night. It takes time to dig deep wells with God. There's no shortcuts. For some of you today, it's simply that. You've gotten to this time of the year, 100 days, 99 days till Christmas. You got to this time of the year, and it's kind of like, I just went through another week hardly touching God's word, not really sitting in his presence. And today, to step out of the shallows and swim in the deep waters is actually spending time with God. You know, I... I married Susan 29 years ago. We got a certificate on our wall to prove it. And the deepest relationship I have on earth is with Susan. But not because of the certificate on our wall, because I spent more time with her than any other person. Some of you have got a baptism certificate on your wall or hidden somewhere in your drawer. And you are saved. This is not about being saved, you've put your faith in Jesus. If you want a deep relationship with God, you want, to, you want to swim in the depths of God's love and truth and grace, it takes time. Some of you, it's time with God. And lastly, for some of you, I think this is a whole bunch of us. It's a trust in God. It says, He measured off another thousand, but now is a river I could not cross. Because the water had risen and was deep enough to swim in a river no one could cross. Where the water is deep enough, no one can cross. It's not humanly possible. It's an invitation to live out of the depths of yourself. To, to live beyond your own wisdom, your own strength, your own power, and to live in the wisdom, the strength, and the power of the Holy Spirit. When the chasm between you and the presence of God was too wide to cross, Jesus Christ laid down his life for you. He took on your sin and my sin so that we could cross over into the love and the presence of God. It was the only way, it was not humanly possible for it to happen. So at some point in time, when you made that decision, there was a spiritual, a supernatural event that happened in your life. You said, I can't do this anymore. God, I'm trusting your strength. I'm trusting what you've done already for me. I'm trusting you, God. I'm submitting my life, surrendering my life to you. Come and save me. Come and forgive me. Come and heal me. But what happens for some of us, we have this supernatural moment as we get saved, but then we just go on living out of our own wisdom and strength. That's not the invitation. We are called to constantly live for Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit, by the wisdom that his word and his spirit brings to us. We're called to jump in the river and live under the power of the Spirit. Jesus showed us how to live the Spirit-filled life. Spirit came and descended upon him at his baptism. Gave him wisdom, strength and power in his human body to actually do his Father's business. And it was an incredible life. You know, he, he provided a picnic for thousands of people on the side of the hill with some loaves and fish. You know, living the spirit-filled life was never a boring life. He spit in the dirt, made some mud, put it on someone's eyes, and they could see. A guy whose no one had been able to you know chain up and keep him safe was actually set free for the first time in his life, and hundreds of pigs ran down the hill and drowned in the lake. This was not a boring life. At the end of his life, when one of his mates cuts off another dude's ear, he picks it up and he sticks it back on his head.) Uh, If you're here today and following Jesus has become boring and predictable at some point in time, you stopped living in the power of the Spirit and you kept paddling in the shallows. I'm going to get the team to come up. The river that flows is deep and it's wide. The power of God's spirit takes ordinary people and takes the, the message, the ministry and the miracles of Jesus throughout the world It brings healing to the nations. It's always been the heart of this church. God's spirit would come and fill us and we would take his message, his miracles his ministry to the nations and the nations would be healed. I want to give you an opportunity to respond this morning. I want to give you an opportunity to come before God and say, God, I want to step out of the shallows and I want to swim in the deep waters of the Spirit. We need it. Our nation needs it. This nation is not going to turn back to God because we pull our socks up and perform better. But I believe this nation will see revival. And it's going to happen when there's a church in this nation that's just hungry for God, surrendered to God, spirit-filled, spirit-soaked, spirit-guided, Where the truth of his word and the power of his spirit come together in ordinary people. That we might see revival in this nation in our generation. I'm believing for it. I just believe that God wants to pour out his spirit afresh. Some of us today are gonna step out of the shallows. Some of us is gonna feel like moving from ankle deep water to knee-deep water. Some of us are going to feel like moving from knee deep to waist deep. Some of us are just saying, God, I want to jump in. God, I want to live in your power. I want to live in your wisdom. He is the giver of life. The women went to the tomb looking for his dead body. They thought it was all done and dusted. There was no more hope. The stone was rolled away and and, and the the grave clothes were folded neatly on one end of the stone because Jesus was a gentleman. But Jesus is not just a tidy gentleman. Jesus is the risen Son of God. Jesus is the living King. Jesus is alive today and forevermore. Jesus has all power and all authority in heaven and on earth. And Jesus invites us today, come to me and drink. Anyone who believes in me, it'll be like streams of living water flowing from within them. Can we stand together this morning? If you're online, I want you to stand together too. I always believe God's gonna pour out His Spirit on us wherever we are, whether are in the room, whether we're online. I'm gonna begin to just call us down the front. I want you to respond to a word. I want you to respond to what's going on in your heart this morning. I'm gonna get Eads in a minute just to to sing over us, Holy Spirit, fall like rain. But there's some of us here today and some of us online, today's your day to turn back to God. Might be for the first time or maybe for the 100th time, but you've turned away from God, you're living out of your own wisdom, you're living out of your own strength. You're saying, God, I'm stepping out of the shallows. God, I want you to come and fill me afresh as I surrender to you. If that's you this morning, just start to move to the front. If you're online, just type it in the chat and ask for someone to pray for you. If today's your day to turn to God, just start to move to the front now. Others are going to join you in a minute, but just start to come. There's others of you, and God's just putting a new thirst within you. It's a thirst for God. You know you've been going from temporary release, temporary relief of your thirst to temporary relief of your thirst. And it's not enough. And God's just stirring up a new thirst in you today to start to come. We're just gonna pray that God will come, pour out His Spirit. It'll be like streams of living water. Just start to come. If you're online, just type it in the chat. We'd love to pray for you. Come on, there's some of you. You just need to come this morning, come and respond. Say, Holy Spirit, I'm thirsty for you. There's others of you here this morning, and it's time for God. It takes time to dig deep wells, and you just know you haven't been giving it to him. And today is a it's a it's almost a very practical decision to give time back to God and delight in his word, but it's not just going to be practical. God's going to pour out his spirit in a new way. If that's you, come on, just start to come. It's just time. You're going to put in time to dig deep wells. Just come on, start to come. There's a whole bunch of you. This last one, actually it's not going to be the last. I added another one. I just believe there's a whole bunch of us. It's actually about trusting God. It's about stepping out of our comfort zone. It's about I'm bored, but I don't want to be bored anymore. I, I want to live out of the supernatural power and wisdom of God. It's time to step out of the shallows and swim in the deep waters. Come on, if that's you, just start to come. Just start to come. There's a whole bunch of you. A whole bunch of you need to come. Come on. Just one more group of people I'd love to respond this morning. As some of you are, are sitting beside the rivers of Babylon. You're sitting in a place you don't want to be. You're positioned in a place you didn't expect to be. You don't want to be there and you're weeping. You are grieving. And God this morning has just given you a picture of the future like He gave to Israel thousands of years ago. There is hope for the future. In the midst of your grief, there is hope. There's a new river coming. The Spirit is being poured out in a new way. And this morning, your your prayer is the prayer of Romans 15, I think it is, where it says, you know, "May may the power, may we overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. God just wants you to overflow with hope by the power of His Spirit. Just start to come. Come on. If you're online, just let us know. Come on, there's a, whole, there's a few more of you that need to come yet. What's going to happen is, is just going, the team are going to sing this song as a prayer over us. Just encourage you, if you're online or if you're here, just open your arms. Just start to sing this as a prayer. Holy Spirit, fall like rain. Then I'm going to pray for us. I'm going to get a whole bunch of people to pray for you. Come on, let's start to pray, church. Start to sing.
1: glory for
0: a thirst for you. God, where we're thirsted after other things, would you stir up a thirst for you? May we delight in your word. May we delight in listening to your voice. God, would you stir up a thirst? Would you help us to let go of what we've been turning to? Let go of inferior sources. May we thirst after you, God. May there be streams of living water that would flow from within us. God, this morning I pray for a powering, God, an empowering, a filling, a filling of your Holy Spirit. God, a filling, God, a filling of wisdom, a filling of power, a filling of strength, God, to actually jump in the deep end, to actually live the adventure of faith, to actually live By faith, supernatural faith in your power, in your wisdom, that there would be new adventures. God, there'd be waves that would be ridden. A wave of your spirit would push through this church, would push through our life groups. God, a wave of your spirit would come and bring new life in this church and in this nation. God, pour out your spirit. Pour out your spirit, God. Pour out your spirit in Jesus' name. May there be an overflow of hope in the power of the Holy Spirit. We're going to get our prayer team and our pastoral team just to start praying for people. If you know someone down here, just come and pray for them. Come on, just come. Come and pray over them. Make sure everyone gets prayed for. If you just need to sing this simple prayer, just continue to sing. Fall like rain. Soak it up. Soak up the presence of God enjoy it enjoy I believe God's healing some wounds here this morning. God, pour out your spirit. God, would you heal deep wounds in our heart, wounds of rejection, wounds that have become bitter, that have actually become a bitter root, that actually impact the way that we see, the way that we see ourselves, and the way that we see other people. God, would you heal that wound of rejection in Jesus' name? God, where unforgiveness has taken hold. God, I pray that you would bring a healing in Jesus' name. It will be seen for the poison that it is. God, there'd be a new power, a new courage, a new ability to forgive, to let go. Whoever that is this morning, that, that, that poison is not permanent as you begin to let go, as you begin to forgive, what has poisoned you in the past, God can restore. He's a God who heals. Pour out your healing power. Jesus name. Jesus name. Oh God, you're so good. God, where there's a poverty mindset that's limiting what we think you can do in us and in the church in our day. God, would you come and renew our minds by your word, transform us. God, that you would give us a spirit of faith. God, a spirit of plenty, a spirit, an understanding of faith for abundance, God, because you're a God of abundance, extravagant grace. Love you, God. Can we just sing that? I've never sung that song before today, Fall Like Rain, but I, I just felt like it was a song for today. Can we just sing that chorus just one more time before we go? extravagant, thank you for Jesus God this week we sit at your feet would you help us to see the beauty and the majesty of Jesus afresh we would delight in you, hunger for you pray in Jesus name amen, amen bless you have a great week enjoy his presence this week We hope that you've been blessed by this message. We're a growing family, and if you'd like to discover more about where we meet in all our locations and online, visit gatewaybaptist.com.au.